What's up, guys? Welcome to the Patreon exclusive episode of the Game Over Greggy Show for April 2017. I'm Tim Geddes, as always, joined by the one and only Mal Smith. Oh my God, thank you for having me. AKA Maliv on Twitter? Yes. Maliv? How do you pronounce it? Maliv. Okay, what? M A L I V E. I dude, I don't know. It was a nickname that I was given at one point. Okay. It was at first it was Malice because mm-hmm. like I, I was blonde, blue eyed, Alice in Wonderland, but like cooler than Alice in mm-hmm. Wonderland. And then it became my friend said Maliv, and then it became my Twitter handle because it was 2009, and that's and what you did. That's how things happen. You know what? In the early days, you never think of like I should probably get my name. This should probably be a brand, except for people like uh, Veronica Belmont, who just has at Every, Veronica. That's like, just um, that's. The dream, but yeah. like at Mal, that's not gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. If <laughs> no, I had at not Tim, I would have been so stoked. Oh but like, I'm I'm okay with with at Tim Gettys. I'm happy I got that. I'm like Nick underscore Scarpino. <laughs> have you heard I, the Nick Scarpino story? No. Well, let me tell you oh, the God. Nick Scarpino story. So here, here's the deal. You know our Nick Scarpino. Mm-hmm. You've hung out with him many times. Yes. He's a, a charming man to say the least. Um, his. He, he was late to, to all social media because he's, Cause he's, he's old. an old man. He's right? old. <laughs> so he got Nick underscore Scarpino. We then find out that there's Nick Scarpino, at Nick Scarpino, who has that. And then some dude with this purple background. I'm like, okay, you look like you're a professional. Like your your pictures look real and like everything about you. He had NickScarpino.com. He oh, had NickScarpino Instagram. He had Nick Scarpino everything. Some dude that worked at Google. Oh, like, okay. I'm like, all right, well, you lost our Nick. Yeah. Like you are Nick number two, right? So we kind of turned that into a joke over time. And, you know, when we first started the show, a lot of people would tweet at the wrong Nick Scarpino. The most just like insulting things because they're talking about things Nick said. Oh, yeah. To this other guy. And this other guy's like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> anyway, then one day and he kind of got in on the joke. So he was yeah. a cool dude. Now, you know, the um, hot dog restaurant Portillo's. Uh, I'm acquainted. Okay, good. So Greg Miller, huge fan of that. It's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. He's named his wiener dog Portillo after the restaurant. Yes. So like he's a big fan. He's an enthusiast, as you would say. Okay. One day Greg Miller wakes up and gets an email because he's on the Portillo's newsletter. That makes sense. Saying that uh, Portillo's hired a new head of marketing. Oh, shit. Nick Scarpino. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now he immediately is like, what the hell? Like, is this some joke? Because he thought it was our Nick. Nope. It's the other Nick. Small world, the other Nick is now the head of marketing at Portillo. So we can't hate him anymore, but he still has the correct. He um, has the handles. Yeah. And we went to Chicago. We went to Portillo's with him. He, he hooked us up. <gasps> and now Greg Miller has an autographed picture up on the wall. That's, Portillo's. that's an issue. He made it. Of course. He made it. That's how you know you've re- you really achieved You really did something yeah. good. So for those of you back home, first off, thank you for supporting us and making this whole crazy thing happen, including this crazy studio where <laughs> we can be at Disneyland if we want to. And I don't even have a season pass. This isn't really Disneyland? No, it's not. You, you, you can tell but instead of the churro smell, the Kevin smell, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But the background for you on, on Mal here is back on March 18th, 2014. So pretty much three years ago, a little over three years ago. Oh, shit. I did a topic on the Game Over Greggy show on episode 15. Who That's... should you follow on Twitter? And I said you because you were funny as hell. Oof, we're funny we're as funny as that's you fine. Funny I can take hell. a hint. I can take no, a hint. You're funny. It's you're fine. Funny. Whatever. So who I'll just are you? Leave. What's your story? Uh, I'm Mal Smith. Uh, we've been friends for what, like three, four years now? At four least years? three. Oh yeah, that's so three years ago. Four. So four. It must be four. Holy we when shit. we first met, Fast and Furious Six wasn't even out yet. That's that's so a, a that's ago. an entirely different universe. Because I remember the one of the first nights we met, mm-hmm. we were hanging out, and I made sure you had not seen any Fast and I Furious. I didn't see movie, a single movie, and I made sure to explain to you the entire story. Not just like oh, in this movie this happens. Like it was a like two hour lecture mm-hmm. on the franchise as a whole and the extended universe of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And here and now, now I've seen all the movies. And you're a huge. I mean, fan. like, I, I mean, I haven't seen Fate of the Furious yet. I'm not special. Well, okay. I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't in Vegas yet. this weekend. Oh, by, I the, wasn't... You know, by the time this goes live, that people will have seen it already. Oh, they know more than I do right yeah. now, and we... that crushes me. What yeah. happens to Dom? Why would he betray them? <laughs> but like, dude, I just don't get it. Like, it's his family, and they, they mean so much. And... They'll figure it out. They'll get through this. They can get through anything. Charlize has dreads. Why does she have dreads? That's how you know she's evil. She's a white person with dreads. That's true. That's true. <laughs> how you I know she's evil. I can't name any of those that aren't evil. Exactly. So yeah, we met a long time ago. Yes. And when we met, mm-hmm. let's see, we met at, I think us meeting is a very interesting story. 
We're not going to get into all of the details of it. That's fine. But the the basis of the story is it was San Diego Comic Con 2013, 12, 2012, 2013. I'm not sure. Probably 13. 13? You, a frequenter of Comic Con. It's a home away from home. How many times have you been there? Oh, okay. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Holy shit. I've been eight times. This will be my ninth year. Oh, my God. And you go from the fan side of things. Yes. I have to wait and pay. I straight up have turned down opportunities to work like booths and do shit like that because I'm like, I don't I don't want to I don't want to work. I want to I'm there. That's like my vacation for that month. Like I am there to experience everything and do everything and do all the fun stuff. I don't want to like work work no yeah no so i've i've only been there yeah from work so this was back when i was still at ign and mm-hmm. it was uh, one of the first years we did the big ign live show where it was like yeah. a big live stream or whatever and there was also ign parties um every year and i've, I've said this many times on on the shows the ign comic-con mm-hmm. party is like it's, one of my favorite things of the year it's like it's the best comic-con party for sure it's, like i mean it's, it's awesome it's the best comic-con party because there's like mm-hmm. the ew party and yeah. there's all this other stuff but like those are impossible to get into no. if you do get in it's a bunch of celebrities which is cool for a but while it's but not you're not as allowed fun. to freak out about exactly it. you can't you can't freak out about it and you can't you you're gonna be on guard because i'm like i don't want to make an ass out of myself in front of these people yeah uh it's not you can't like let loose and that's why the ign comic-con party is so good because it's a lot of normal people mm-hmm. And then there is celebrities, but there's more normal people. So yeah. you're allowed to freak out about it. You know, exactly. You're allowed to be like, oh, shit, that's um, – fuck, what's the girl from American Pie, the blonde one? Tara Reid. Tara Reid. Like, oh, shit, that's Tara Reid. <laughs> hey, Tara Reid. And she's like, hey, you know. <laughs> that Tara was Reed. like a spot on Tara Reid. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. like I can tell you practice. Uh, but anyway, she she was fantastic the the one time I met her. But uh, so we meet at this, this party, which yeah. was – um, super awesome, and it was, there great. was m- mainly my, me and my IGN friends, and then like a bunch of other random people that just like worked the event, and then you know, yeah, other IGN other extended fam, basically. But for you, mm-hmm. you were there because you got tickets. There, Edgar Wright was doing a bar crawl. Oh my god! Yeah, in San Diego to promote his movie, uh, The World's End. The World's End, which yeah. I always confuse with. This is the end. Yeah. Which came which out are the same year. I two think. different post-apocalyptic uh, drinking movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. There's always two. Two Snow Whites. Two post-apocalyptic drinking movies. Why was there two Snow Whites? And why were neither of them, them Disney? And neither, neither of them were good. <sighs> it was so upsetting. That's fine. So you were doing this this bar crawl to promote the movie, right? Like, yeah. As they a just, fan. Yeah. They were just, I was just like, oh, that'll be something fun to do today. Like free booze. Uh, like stuff for a movie I want to see. Like it was just like something to do. Yeah. yeah. So you did that, and at the end they're like, "Oh, you also everyone that's still here gets to go to this IGN party." No. What no. happened? No. <laughs> oh, there was somebody that one of the friends, one of my friends I was with, uh, was flirting with this some guy at IGN all night, and he was like, "Oh, after this, you guys should come to this party." Who? I don't remember. Fuck. How do you? I, just leave I, I don't. Like I don't know. That? I just remember. I remember. She texted us like, oh, just drop this guy's name. And I want to say it was like, I don't know. All white guys have like the same fucking name. Yeah. It's like, it was like, shut no, it wasn't Sean no, Finnegan. I was, they, the Sean Finnegan, Alex Salamita side, that, that was a later edition. Well, the thing, my first thought was Sean, but maybe it's because of that. All those names kind of blur together. Yeah, I, no. I, had, I had had a few drinks. Yeah. And uh, But I just remember we, get, we gave the girl at the front a name. And then she just goes like, the one with the beard or the one without a beard? And then we're just like, the one with the beard. Like, yeah. Gotta be Always confident about it. The one with the beard. The one with the beard. And, oh, and they were just like, oh, yeah, sure, come on in. And then it was like, perfect. Whoa. Walked right in. I really wonder who it was. I mean, it must have been someone on the sales team. I have no At idea. that point, because cause it was, the, the thing was co-sponsored by IGN. Yeah. That, like, bar crawl or whatever. Yeah. And, like, that would have been a, it wouldn't have been anyone that we hung out with and knew. Mm-hmm. I still want to know. <laughs> I You're wonder still if there's curious. any way we could like Facebook stock backwards and find it. We'll do. Oh, I'm sure it, it's got to be somewhere on the internet. I'll figure so out. okay, so we go to the we go to this party. You guys mm-hmm. get in. Yes. So I, I was under the assumption it was everyone that did the bar crawl. No. Wow. I'm just really good at getting into parties. Which is just go get Mike. Yeah. Go get Mike. Mm-hmm. Um. So you and your friends, like you had a little squad with you at that. time. I did. Right. So that squad, uh-huh. you guys all kind of. I was just at this party. We're all hanging yeah. out and I was having a good time. Now, the thing I want to point out. Yeah, there's an important detail. That you were in cosplay. 100%, yes. As? I was in cosplay as Envy Adams uh, from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World uh, because, like, 
you know, my friend was Ramona. She already had the blue hair. It mm. was perfect. You had blonde I had, hair. I was blonde at the, at the time. I wasn't this beautiful shade of pastel uh-huh. pink. Uh, but I was. I had been blonde forever. So I was. I was blonde at the time. And then we were Ramona and Envy Adams. And which yeah. was perfect. And you guys, <laughs> specifically knowing her, yes. I'm like, all right, you are. A, you were Ramona to the damn core. She is Ramona Flowers. Right? And you like so. Okay, and you were nailing it. And you mm-hmm. guys, it was like it was. I remember when I first came up to you guys, I was like, oh, shit, like, you guys look great. Like, yeah. you're, you're nailing the, the cosplay here. And you were probably the only people in cosplay at this party. I think so. Because most of the people there were, like, professionals after their day of work and yeah. they were just hanging out. Or and, like, like, basically, we had, this girl hadn't texted us to come to this party. And it was, like, it was, like, 637. And we were, like, we could go all the way back to our hotel and change. And we're, like, eh, we're already downtown. Our hotel at the time was, like, a couple blocks away. So we're yeah. just, like, nah, fuck it. We'll go and Scott Pilgrim cosplay. It's just, like... It's not like we were wearing like, uh, like props and stuff. It's yeah. just it's just clothes. Yeah, it, w- <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. just clothes. And yeah, I guess you're right. It's just like styling. If you didn't know what Envy Adams looked like, you would just think I had like little pigtails. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you guys did that. But what was uh, what is everything cool, Kev? Is everything cool? Sorry, the morning show's on. Oh, and it has a lot of views. Yeah, I don't know. Did you check the copyright stuff though? Is it okay there? Okay, good. That's good. Good news. At least we tested it somehow. This is how the show goes. We're allowed to do whatever the hell we want. There's yeah. no rules. No rules at all. You make the rules. We make the rules. Anyways, you guys are cosplaying yep. as Scott Pilgrim characters. Correct. I was a big fan of Scott Pilgrim at the time. That's why I think I started talking to you guys. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You guys are cool. We had a great time. Now, the interesting thing about this, skipping ahead a lot of, of other stuff. Yeah. Years later, uh-huh. your friend starts dating someone. Yes. That someone is Brian Lee O'Malley. Who is? The creator of Scott Pilgrim. How did they meet? Uh, the way any modern person meets anybody. They met on Tinder. So, and they are still together. They're still together. They live together. They're very happy. They're now they have a little animal family. Two years strong. Yeah. Two, two years. Like they just went on their two year anniversary trip. So Brian Lee O'Malley, creator mm-hmm. of Scott Pilgrim, now writer and creator of Snot Girl, which yes. is fantastic. It's it's amazing. If it's you are great. reading Snot Girl, you got to do it. It's only five issues so far. Yeah, volume, volume one, one is out now. And it's go awesome. get it. But this is one of those like unbelievable stories. Oh, it's ridiculous. I go from meeting you guys, yeah. cosplaying as these characters, yeah. to now one of you. That's straight being up intimately familiar. That's straight up some fanfic with shit. the creator of the thing. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So how how has that affected your life? Like I, I, I mean, mean, you guys hang out all the time. Yeah. Like, that's weird. It's my best friend. Like she's my best friend in the entire world. I we do hang out all the time. It's we. It's not weird anymore. Mm-hmm. For the first maybe year, it was definitely weird. <laughs> in that I couldn't separate it in my brain. Like I have print. I have Scott Pilgrim prints framed in my apartment that are signed from him from 2010. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, and it's it's hard to sometimes remember that those two people are the exact same exact person. same person. The exact same person. Yeah, I mean, so that like. Oh, he's a sweetheart. It entirely blows my mind, but what blows my mind the most mm-hmm. is the fact that I love Snot Girl and <laughs> I've been reading it since it first came out. And for for people that don't know, Snot Girl is the the it's a comic book mm-hmm. uh, that's essentially the story of this Instagram model. Yeah, she's Instagram like a fashion blogger, influencer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like a modern era mm-hmm. Tim Gettys, right? Yeah, and. Uh, it's her going through her trials and tribulations and like the group of friends she hangs mm-hmm. out with and they're hella LA and it's all that stuff. Right. LA. I can't help, but feel like it's the story of your guys's life. When I'm reading this, I'm like, this is based <laughs> off of Mal and her friends. I mean, like it's not, it's a hundred percent not, but it, you can't, I don't believe that. <laughs> you're never going to believe that. Especially because like, uh, my friend Mary, she's definitely had like that exact green hair. She's definitely a lot of the wardrobing is influenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's not, it's him and it's also Leslie Hung who does all the art for it and they do uh, collaborate on the stories and the writing. So it's a lot of her too. It's just all of it. It's such a small world. So I have a friend, Emma Reese. Do you know her? Uh, no. You guys might I'm know sorry, her. I don't Emma know all Reese. your friends. It, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. But she does cosplay now too mm-hmm. and she cosplays as Snot Girl. That's so awesome. Like, this is such a weird connection it's such of a just small everyone. Knows, and she apparently knows Leslie. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how. Life is weird. Yeah. Life is weird. It's, so, okay. So we small. meet. That all happens. That was mm-hmm. one of those like crazy stories. That, yeah. You, when the time I meet you, you mm-hmm. are still in college. Correct. At? USC. 
which is fancy film school. A hundred percent. It is okay. fancy and film school. When I met you, the night I met you, you were like, I want to be a writer and a director. Mm-hmm. Have you written or directed anything? I've written a bunch of stuff. One thing that's gotten made, <laughs> which is Congratulations. Great. Thank you. You did something. Yeah. And I think that's, that is the important part of this because when mm-hmm. I first met you, I was like, all right, you're really funny and you have a lot yeah. of talent and skill to be able to do these things. Yeah. And I was always scared that you weren't going to do anything. And so I'm proud of you, you and me both <laughs> that we are now here and you're yeah. on a podcast and you have your own podcast. I do. Which let's pimp that out. I was saying my podcast is a few beers in. Uh, it's me and my co-host Lauren Puga where it's just a pop culture podcast, but we play a drinking game every week. Super fun stuff. Drink different beer. Yeah. Drink a time. different beer every mm-hmm. time. Uh, Lagunitas IPAs. That's fine. They're kind of I mean, it's not like normal. the you best You usually thing. drink some weird shit. We do. We try because we try and do something different every time and we've done like 80 episodes now. Mm. And so that's like 160 beers. And like at a certain point, it's hard to find new shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of seasonals, a lot of sa- we ventured into like sours and goses and all different types of beer. Beer is really cool, guys. I I never drank beer. Mm-hmm. I am just not a beer guy up until That's recently because Greg Miller is such a beer person. I'm with him all the time. Like I'm just like you just got you got peer pressured. Then it's like yeah, well yeah. it hit the point where it's just like I used to drink more like like cocktail-y drinks okay. and stuff. And it's just, I... That's hard to maintain. The problem is yeah. I'm a quantity guy when yep. it comes to liquids. Mm-hmm. So it just reaches a point where I'm done with my drink so quickly and like he has his big ass cup. I'm like, I need to do this beer thing. Yeah, because you're just, you want to be sipping on something constantly exactly. as opposed to just like a drink you're going to just like have, it's going to be gone like that. Yeah, just inhale it. Yeah. So anyway, I'm trying this. We'll see how it goes. IPAs are fine. Uh, I'm a big IPA guy, though. Yeah. I found that. Out. I can't do the light You're stuff. a white man with a beard. It's kind of I am thing. a white man with a thing. beard. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. You know. So, okay. Speaking of white men with beards, um, <laughs> they are the successful ones in Hollywood, uh-huh. right? 100%. So it sounds like it would be hard for you to kind of break in yeah. to this whole thing. Yeah. It's a little harder to get your stuff read. Uh, just literally. I... I feel like I have a gender gender neutral enough name that that kind of helps mm. me. But I do also have a writing partner who has a very feminine name. I'm not blaming her, but mm. and I do have like a very feminine perspective. So I guess that's like my my own fault for yeah. being a lady. <sighs> you had a fifty fifty shot. I know. You know. Then the beard Whatever. was another fifty fifty. I know. And like, then God it's bless like those what guys if, that can't get beards. Just patches. I that's know just it. Like a Kevin, shame. Bless his bless his soul. Giving Kevin shits part of the show as well. Uh, that just, Kevin I just feel like that's like, this I was going to say he's here, not there. So. I went to side eye and it was just like nothing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's not as fun when you can't see his face. So, okay. So you're doing the podcast where mm-hmm. you talk about TV and movies yeah. and Star Wars a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars is a big part of my life. So you are a big Disney person. Yes. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Whether that is Marvel and uh, you, the you whole like Disney family. as well. But yeah. then also Star Wars mm-hmm. and classic Disney Proper, yeah. Pixar, all that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Disneyland. My one true so love. So it really is your one true love. It is. Now, everyone at home knows I love Disneyland with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. And they all know that I have my group of friends that is, like, just utterly in love with Disney. But we're all live in SF. So, like, they're the type of people that have annual passes even though they don't live in L.A.? Yeah, because if, even if you get just, like, the one of the lowest level annual passes, if you go two or three times, it pays for itself. The lowest level annual pra- pass is, like, what, $700, $800? Okay, it, it, but it's also, like, $200 to go for the day. So, I guess it's, like, three or four times. That's true, but then so the... The most expensive annual pass, mm-hmm. which is the one without blackout dates, uh, all the convenient dates you'd want to go, mm-hmm. is what? Uh, like 11. And then the one, well, I, no, the, there's one that's 12 now. And then the one right below it is 11. And that's the one I have because the only blackout dates on that one, it's the exact same pass, but the only blackout dates are the last two weeks of December. Mm. And it's like, I couldn't justify. I'm like, that's fine. I don't need those. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll just wait. Yeah. Though, of course, though, like my birthday is December 21st. So it's like mm-hmm. right, I fall oh. right in those two weeks oh. of blackout dates, which is so sad for me. But also it's ugh, it's a lot. Of money. But you represent to me the the true Disneyland fan mm-hmm. that that I would aspire to be. <laughs> um, but that you are who my friends would be if they lived in L.A. Oh, yeah. Because like your Instagram all day, every day. Same Instagram as yeah. same name as Twitter. I just no, no, I know I don't have I couldn't get Malib on anything else. So all my other things are the same, which is Mal S. Smith. And then oh, it's just Twitter. Smith. Smith. I had, I know, guys. Smith is the worst last name to have if you're looking for a handle. Mm. It's terrible. It's with a double S. T- I know, I know, I know. I it hurts. It hurts. 
But oh, anyways, you post Instagram pictures from Disneyland all the time. All the time. It yeah, it's become like pretty much weekly. Because I mean, it's it's so easy to just be like, especially if you have an annual pass, it's not hard to be like, oh, I have like half a day. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just go down for dinner and then come back. But so that's what you do. So what that's do you what do? Because I, yeah. I, I really I had this question mm-hmm. as much as I love Disneyland yeah. and I do very, very much. And there's so much about it that I am all about when yeah. it comes to the production of things, the shows, yeah. uh, so many of the rides I love it's forever. Cool. Yeah. But I can't fathom. Going needing to go that much. Like I am definitely a once a year, mm-hmm. I, I got to do it Yeah, for sure. You'll just start like it. And if there was something new, I'd be like, all right, I got to go for the yeah. new world of color or yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy ride oh or something God, like that. But wh- what keeps you coming back? I mean, I don't know. It's just something it's literally will be like I could either like we, me and my friends could either go get drinks at like a bar downtown or. Or we could just like drive an extra 20 minutes and go get drinks at Cove Bar and mm. then be just like have the exact same experience. But also I get to like sit in front of the castle or I and get to get sit in front of the Ferris wheel. At the, the tiki room every five seconds with that volcano splash thing that happens. Yeah. But like that, it's not annoying. Not a little bit. But it's I don't know. It's just something it's so convenient at this point. It it's and it's something I love in a place I love to be. There's yeah. always something to do. I don't necessarily like I won't go on a ride necessarily every time I go mm. and I won't go. And it's not like I'm going the entire day usually because like that would be if I'm going the entire day every week, that gets a little bi- like a little boring because it gets repetitive. It's like the same stuff. Yeah. But it's like if I go for like three or four hours and I just go to California Adventure, the next week I'm just like, oh, I'll just go to Disneyland for a few. You're so funny. I love it so much. So I, I want I want to hear more details about this because I never get to talk to somebody that gives a shit about Disneyland. Ugh, I've talked on Game Over Greggy show so many times and it's always like, Ugh, and no one wants to fucking indulge me. That's you, so sad. you, I'm sure will yeah. indulge me. 100%. So tell me about Disneyland in the last couple of years. There's been a lot of changes when it comes yeah. to the the fireworks shows and the this and that and RIP Tower of Terror. It's let's let's start there. Yeah, Tower of Terror has been there for. Since California Adventure opened. Yep, so yeah. forever, and it originally mm-hmm. started out in Disney World. Yes. And the Hollywood Studios area, mm-hmm. whatever. Have you been to Disney World? I have. I went once when I was eight years old. Okay. I'm going again in two weeks from the day we're recording this. If you're going there in two weeks, does that mean you're going to Star Wars Celebration? Fuck yeah, I'm going to Star oh, Wars Celebration. Shit. <laughs> How oh, shit. How stoked are you about that? Oh my god, I'm so excited. I did, I... I wasn't able to go when it was in Anaheim two years ago, just like scheduling issues. And I just, I happened to be out of town for part of it and I was super sad. And so this time, now that it's back in Orlando, I am hundred, we're going to Star Wars Celebration and then going to spend the next few days doing like a full four days at Disney World. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So I've never been to Disney World. I need to make that happen at some point. I want to go not and, even, and hit it hard. Yeah, you have to, if, like, we're going and we're doing everything. We did all the, like, Disney World is, I'm realizing, so much different than Disneyland because, like, like I'm saying, I have a very casual attitude towards Disneyland now. It's like, oh, I'll just go, I'll grab dinner, I'll grab drinks. Uh, Disney World is, like, straight up, I, you get an email the six months out being like, you need to make your dinner reservations today. Yeah. And, like, we made our Fast Pass reservations a month ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. See, that doesn't sound fun. That, I'm happy that yeah. I have the friends that I do because yeah. they are the type of people that they, they're like, all right, we're going to Disneyland. We're going to be there the moment it opens. We're leaving the moment it closes. Yeah. And we're going to, here's the path. Here's the battle plan. Here's the trading system for the fast passes that we're going <laughs> to yeah. be so efficient. I don't know that for Disney World. I don't know anyone that knows that. So I need the, the inner circle there. Yeah. You know? I have a I have a friend that we're going with who she grew up in like in the South. And so she's been a couple times. So it's theirs. Yeah. So we have like some insider information. Good. but. I'm I'm so excited. It's the one benefit of the whole like you have to plan everything ahead of time is like now I'm just like when we, we just kind of show up and do the plan. Mm, There's mm. like some flexibility, but I don't have to worry about trying to wait in line for the frozen ride. I already got my fast pass. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So so Tower Terror mm-hmm. is going away. Yes. Being same. replaced with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Now before Tower Terror, it used to be it's now Twilight Zone themed and it's been that way for it, yeah it always has for been. very has it always been mm-hmm. that way. It's always been the oh, Twilight I Zone Tower was like, Something else. I'm like 90% sure it's always hmm. been the Twilight hmm. Zone. I mean, you probably know more than yeah. me. Like, I didn't go to Disneyland until I was 18, which is a damn shame. It's okay. You got it. Was you got it. You had to make up for lost time. And I fell in love. <laughs> uh, but all right. So they're getting rid of Tower of Terror. Yeah. Replacing it with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. How does this make you feel? It hurts. It hurts my soul. I understand it. And part of me is like, I'm so excited to get a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That makes so much sense. That's such a property that lends itself to 
a ride in general, especially they're like very uh, like on board with like using the soundtrack to like drive the tone of the ride. And I'm like, that'll be really fun. But I just wish they weren't taking away a classic. Tower of Terror is one of my absolute favorite rides. And they're keeping basically the same ride mechanic. So, I mean, essentially, it's the same ride. It just looks different. Yeah. But I kind of fall on the side of this where I'm like, I am totally one of those guys. It's like, don't change what I love. Yeah. But at the same time. Disneyland is only so much land. Exactly. And they can only add so much new shit. I mean, with yep. Star Wars land happening, that's taken up all the extra space they had. Oh, right? yeah. And it, well, because what they had to do is basically they purchased office space like a mile away. They, pushed, they purchased office space like a mile away to move all of their like uh, backstage area to a different location and that's what became Star Wars land. So it's like where they used to like like have the garages for like the fire truck and mm. like for the parade stuff and all that kind of things that were just like in the surrounding areas is now moved to an offsite location where now that's becoming Star Wars land and they have a little bit extra for any future like expansion, not which wouldn't be much, but mm-hmm. there's a little bit of room. California Adventure on the other hand, there's absolutely no room. There's they took no it all room. up with Cars Land. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Cars Land is Fantastic. Oh my God. Cars Land is a million times better than it should be. Right. It's the best like <laughs> use of a proper of a Disney property into it's just into a, into a world. God, and so that gives me so much faith for Star Wars. Land oh, 100%. Because Cars, I, I enjoyed Cars 1 a lot more than I ever thought that I it's, would. It's fine. And kids love that shit. Oh, yeah. Like, it they makes go them the most bonkers money. over it. But it reminds me of the um, the Chevron cars when we were growing up. Yeah. Where I was like, for so, I, I was never a car guy. But like, there's something about talking cars that I could get behind. <laughs> it's like, oh, if they're gonna talk to me, I understand. Then I'm, I'm kind of down. But uh, but yeah, I remember when I first saw Cars. Um, I saw it in theaters, and I was just like, "There's no way I'm gonna like this." And mm-hmm. I came out of, I'm like, "That was really good." Yeah, not great. But it was. But it really was good. again. It's still better than it should be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then Cars Land, though, I was like, it more so than almost any other part of Disneyland. When you're mm-hmm. in it, you're like. Holy shit. Like, it's so it looks immersive. like there's mountains and waterfalls and that the whole road it's is recreated so perfectly. So immersive. It's insane. And if they can do that for Star Wars. That's what it's like. If they can do that with a property I give zero percent about a property like what they can do with a property I actually care about and love. I'm just so excited. Um, it's so it's so exciting. And so with uh, with Space Mountain. Right. Yeah. So in, in Tomorrowland, there's yes. Space Mountain and then there's the Star Tours. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year before, or I guess two years ago, before um, Episode 7 came out, they did the whole Season of the Force thing. They opened up the Path of the Jedi. That's still a thing. Like R.I.P. <laughs> Captain EO. You know. Tragedy. But uh, I loved it because you walk around Tomorrowland and it's just Star Wars music playing. Yep. And everything was Star Wars. And it's still pretty much that way. Oh, it's still straight up. They have Season of the Force like banners up. Like right when you walk into Tomorrowland, like over the little arches, it just says Season of the Force still. It's all the same thing. So my question is like when we get to Star Wars land, mm-hmm. like what are they going to? It's. Have you looked at any of the concept art? I've seen the concept yeah. art. But what are they going to do with Tomorrowland? I think it's going to go back to just being like the 50s version of the future. I think Star Tours is staying there because they have two other rides that are slotted to go to Star Wars land. Uh, So I think Star Tours is like going to stay there, but I think it's just going to kind of go back to the way it was. So this is all all building towards something here. Space Mountain. Yeah. Undeniably my favorite ride. Mm -hmm. I love that thing. It is awesome. And there's something about just being in a roller coaster, all the lights off and the music playing. I'm just like, I'm sold. Yeah. When they added Star Wars to it and made it Hyperspace Mountain, I was like, all right. Yeah. We've we've perfected it's peak Disney. Human ability yeah. at this point. Like we're we're good. Yeah. Right. So I that is an example to me of a classic ride that I love. And I love the classic yeah. Space Mountain. Ghost Galaxy's fine. It's fun for to do it once during Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. But Hyperspace Mountain was just like the next level of it. That's why I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is gonna be okay. I think it'll, I, I'm not worried about the ride at all. I think it'll be really fun. Because it's I'm sad just, to lose yeah. the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy. I know. And I get it. The Twilight Zone is not a relevant property to most people. Like, I doubt most people even knew that it was a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Like, ro- themed ride. It was just kind of spooky. It was kind of like creepy. Creepy hotel. And I like that there's going to be multiple variations yeah. on the ride. Who knows what that actually means? I'm it's probably going to be some small little gimmicky thing. One time you drop twice. The next time you go, you dropped two and a half times. Yeah. That's totally different. And it's like, yeah. it's right. a different song. But yeah. I'm okay with that though because I feel like even I've been to Disneyland enough times where yeah. I'm like, alright, I don't need to do some of the things because there's no difference, yeah, right? exactly. So when you do keep it 
changing up. You I'm wanna, like, all right. That's like the beauty of Star Tours because mm-hmm. Star Tours, it rotates every time now. So every time you go, you get a different like beginning, middle and end. Yeah. It could always be. There's always a little something different. You're not going to ride the exact same order of events you rode last time. Have they made it now so that the even the first one randomizes or is it still the episode seven part always? It's still the episode seven part always for the yeah. first one uh, since it's season of the forest. Yeah. Uh, but which is fun. But it's. It's, I mean, I, I kind of miss the random, like the randomization of every single part of it, but you still get like a random ending. Mm. Like, that's fun. So besides Space Mountain, mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise is my favorite thing of all time because all is, it is is bad jokes. It's the, it's my favorite ride in the entire park. It is my goal in life. One of, one of the many, but it is one of my goals to, <laughs> to be a give, to, to yeah. be a skipper. And yeah. I want to give the jungle cruise tour. Mm-hmm. If anyone can make that happen, please <laughs> reach out to me at Tim Gettys on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised at how much that works. Just being like, hey, can someone do something? And can they're like, you please yeah. let me lead a Jungle Cruise tour? Yeah. It's all I need. All I would ever, ever want to. You accomplish. don't even need the script. Just recite it off memory. Exactly. Yeah, right? exactly. It's so good. But I like how they change it up. Like recently they yep. just did like a reboot of it. I'm like, and not full reboot, but it's like a little a couple they, new jokes. Yeah. They, they mix up the jokes every time. Each skipper has their like own way of doing it, which is fun. Like it's definitely that one is different, a different ride based on literally who you get, because mm-hmm. they could be uh, like somebody who has like a very dry sense of humor and just delivers all the jokes like, like completely dry. Or you can be somebody who's like super into it, super punny. Yeah. like wants to just hit it hard yes yeah. I like those I, they're my the favorites yeah, they're um, so my favorite other thing about Disneyland mm-hmm. is the shows so there is the fireworks and world of color mm-hmm. and Fantasmic uh, are the main three yeah. right then we got the the other other things that people don't really know about like Mickey's Magical Map Mi- Mickey's Magical Map is legit shout out to <laughs> Mickey's Magical Map it's if the, you're hating stop it's the only place in the park you can see Mulan mm-hmm. Pocahontas Mulan again. <laughs> yeah, they then they kill it. And they're great. Yeah. You don't see Mulan just walking around the park. She's just got a show three mm-hmm. times a day. She's out. Yeah. And it's an awesome show. But what is your favorite of the the big three? Uh World of Color. Okay. Yeah. Okay. World of Color. I mean, fireworks are classic. You can't go wrong. But World of Color is like so big and encompassing. It's it's a spectacle every time. It's also the one they change the most often yep. because and that's what I appreciate. Yeah, uh, because I'm kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. I love the fireworks, and I, I do think that the 60th anniversary fireworks Those were or a fucking sight to behold. Yep. Right, uh, but you're right. Fireworks are fireworks, so mm-hmm. it's I, I cool. World of color is just so sick. It's amazing, but fantastic. Fantastic is there is nothing better than the last three minutes of Fantasmic. Yeah. It is just epic. Mickey coming out, fucking killing the dragon. Being it's, like, you're done, Maleficent. Yeah. You're done. And then the epic music plays and he does his little dance. <laughs> That's the spot on dance. Yeah. Boat comes out. Everybody's on the boat. Yeah. Sometimes Dopey falls off. Yep. You see that video? <laughs> yes. It's great. It's fantastic. It's so perfect. Uh, but I love that. But the problem with Fantasmic is that it has too much shit that isn't cool. Yeah, and like I don't like fanta- uh, Fantasia stuff, and uh, I don't need like the book. the princesses when they like do the little boats around. Mm, it's slow. Yeah, it's just too slow. Yeah, but the revamping Fantasmic for 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Is it is that right? I believe so. When they we're reopen in, it, we're in 2017 now. It's still closed right now uh, because everything kind of involving the Rivers of America is shut down for construction of Star Wars Land. It's going to reopen this year with the new river path. So like the, fir- the first completed thing of Star Wars Land is basically going to be like the mountains mm-hmm. so that you don't see into it as you go Smart. down the river. Um, and then they've shortened Tom Sawyer's Island and they're revamping the Fantasmic underneath. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love. It. I can't it's wait legit. to see it because I think that a, a 2017 Fantasmic could take the cake for me. But I'm with you right, right now. World of Colors, the best. It's amazing. They change it every season, basically. There's like a, always like a new thing. They did a Lunar New Year version. Really? Yeah, where it had a comp- like a whole new five minute opening in the beginning that was about like a baby lantern that got lost from its parents. It was so. It was just so good. <laughs> <laughs> there was Mulan. It was great. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mulan coming back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, how, how, what do you feel about the Mulan rumors of the movie not having music? It's a bummer. It's a damn bummer. What is, All I want is I'll make a man out of you. That's it. Like, I, there's definitely going to be a scene where somebody just goes, let's get down to business. And then everybody's going to cheer. Yeah. That's I it. Hope. That's it. Hope. That's it. So, so, okay, man, we're jumping all around here. That's fine. Which is totally <laughs> fine. Uh, to, to round out the Disney stuff, mm-hmm. though, let's finish our World of Color conversation. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite World of Color? 
My favorite World of It's probably just the classic one. The boring. classic yeah, one is the best. It hasn't been beat yet. No. Like, there are moments that are better. So the 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 Christmas ones, I forgot what they call them. Oh, I don't Winter know. Dreams or whatever. Yeah. They're so lame. They're... It's great the first time. The one they did this year, they made like a giant like Christmas tree out of the fountains that was like taller than anything I've ever seen in World of Color. That was really cool. But overall, it just doesn't have the same hit. It doesn't. The reg- the regular one you get the you get the Wally thing is mm-hmm. probably my favorite one where they just kind of like scoot across the oh, like fan yeah. of water. And then you also get the stampede scene from Lion King. Oh, which, which is, is too much. It's cheating. It the is. The problem with that is it's emotionally manipulative. It's so it's so manipulative. It like is. the moment where you get the stampede, all the water dies down, and then you just hear Dad. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you didn't have to do you that. Didn't need you to do did that. it on purpose. And then the sad music starts playing, but then they do a good job of ramping it all up and you see all the kisses and all the like yeah. transformations and shit. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> get it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but the only good thing about uh, the second world of color mm-hmm. was the, the Star Wars part. Star Wars part was Where the legit. fucking fire goes up and I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, that was so cool. Oh, just so good. So damn good. I know. There's a Star Wars fireworks show in, in Disney, Disney World, World yeah. that I'm going to see. The, the Chinese and theater part of it, I think. Yeah, like it, the, in the Hollywood, the Hollywood I'm one land. Of those guys. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not the same. Yeah, it's not. No. So, all right, moving on from Disneyland mm-hmm. to just Disney. What yeah. do you think about this whole Disney cinematic universe that they're building <laughs> with the live action movies? I'm. I'm I keep going back and forth because I like them. They're not necessary. It's just purely to make money. And I'm kind of okay with it because, like, I'll see them all. Yeah. And they're always enjoyable. So which ones have you seen? Um, I've seen, okay, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Jungle Book, Pete's Dragon. Okay. Uh, what else? What else have they done? Oh, I didn't. I didn't see Maleficent. That was. I think that's the only one I didn't so, see. So I saw Cinderella. Like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I've seen them all, but I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen Jungle Book, which I hear is amazing. Jungle Book's great. Um, I saw Beauty and the Beast, which mm-hmm. I think has was better than it had any right to be. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't great and it wasn't bad. I think it did some things better than the cartoon and mm-hmm. some things worse. Yep. Which is like, all right, well, why did you exist? It was kind. Of, it's kind of a wash. It didn't change enough to warrant its own existence, and it changed the wrong things to be. Just more convoluted. Yeah. yeah. And like certain things just didn't feel as much of a spectacle. Like Be Our Guest. I was yeah, like, I've heard oh. a lot of people complain about that. It was just not. It, it felt off. It felt and a little like, dark. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It didn't have the like wow factor to mm-hmm. it. Although shout out to you and McGregor. He killed it. He killed it. And he is his weird fake homie. French accent. Yeah. Man, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, there was the Alice in Wonderland movies. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I saw the first one. Didn't see the second one. Yeah. Don't the first one to. I was like, I'm fine nah, with that. And then the second one. Nah. I'm good. Yeah. Um, Maleficent was was again. Good, but it was so focused on the Maleficent side. But like at least with that, it's warning its own existence because it's telling a different side of the story. It's something you can't see from just going back and watching Sleeping Beauty. But I feel like it almost like ruined Sleeping Beauty in a way where it's like it it just it made the Sleeping Beauty side less interesting. Yeah. Although to be fair, it's not. It's a boring movie to begin with. I was like, it's already not great. So that's why I think that there's an interesting thing they can do here, which is fix a lot of the problems that these other movies had, because especially the older movies, because everyone thinks, oh, Disney musical. So many of them are not musicals, especially the older ones. They just had songs in them. Yeah. They had like a song or two. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, we can we can fix the thing here, here and there. And then there was a but yeah, Pete's Dragon was pretty good. I loved Pete's Dragon. That was I think my favorite Disney adaptation so far because oh. I think it did something different, and it wasn't just a shot. It wasn't just a shot for shot remake, and it had its own point of view. It yeah. didn't necessarily feel like a Disney movie. Exactly. I I think that it it's important for them to be rebooting these movies mm-hmm. because why when you have those franchises right. Yeah. You can just bring them out of the vault every 10 years and DVD, Blu-ray. Yeah, every time there's a new format. Whatever it is, just put it out. But it's like, I think that there's something about keeping it relevant for the kids growing up now. Yeah. So that they have this Beauty and the Beast and the old Beauty and the Beast. And they can see both of them and kind of, I think it adds to the Disneyland allure in a lot of ways, right? And especially when they're doing as well as they are financially. Oh, yeah. It builds the magic. Exactly. It it allows more shit to happen so they can buy more land and eventually buy all of Los Angeles and just say, fuck it. Yeah. We don't need Orange County. Mm Mm-mm. They already got rid of all the oranges. For years. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. They they still got the smell when you do Soren. Oh, no, they don't. They They took that out. It's Soren over the world now. There's no more oranges. It's the smells aren't the same. It's that's one of the changes that kind of hurts. They (laughs) fucked that up. Soren over California was one of the greatest rides of all time. Soren the world is lame as fuck Mm -hmm. with the worst transitions. And why 
Is the Taj Mahal CG? I don't know. There's so many. So there's places you're not allowed to film. Yeah. Then why, then why do you them? feel? Yeah, do something Could else. Somewhere else. Just do something else. Oh you don't need God. it. Yeah. It's so it's, upsetting. It's weird. It's and it's just like it's not. I just miss it. Yeah. Why doesn't everybody else just want to fly over California? Why does the rest of the world not want to just visit us? I just don't fucking get it. Cool, Greg. Can you get me another one of these? I appreciate that. Did you? No, you're good. No, I'm good. Okay. So, what else do you want to talk about? Dude, I don't know. I forgot what we were. Oh, we were talking Disneyland, starting over the world. Got we, it. We talked about yeah. everything. But, okay, so let's, let's talk about you a bit more. So, you do your podcast. Correct. A few beers in. Yes. You do writing for, for comedy stuff yes. and all that. You also have been doing a little bit of stand-up comedy here and there. A little bit, yes. What is that experience like? Because I've been watching a lot of stand-up specials uh-huh. on Netflix and HBO. Yeah. Have you seen the Dave Ch- Chappelle ones? I still haven't watched the Dave Chappelle ones. Good. So, I've heard I've heard mixed feelings. So here's and, I'm, my thing. and that's why I haven't watched it yet because I'm Here's scared. my thing. Like, There's two of them. Yeah. The first one in LA is mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 fantastic. Oh, perfect. The second one is kind of not, a, not that good. And it's weird. It's such a step down. The second one's in wise. Austin? Austin, yeah. yeah. It was at Austin City Limits. Okay. And it, it didn't look that good. Uh, like it was like kind of off and the jokes just mm. the first one was like never hilariously funny, yeah. but it was so well crafted and told such a good story that I'm like, that's what this should be about. You know? Yeah. But anyways, I, I'm proud of you because you're putting yourself out there and actually doing it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's my job to kind of sit at this table and make shitty jokes yeah. and people listen to them and laugh or don't laugh. And I don't really know because they're you on don't the other have side to, You don't have to face them. Yeah. Or when we do something like kind of funny live, it's literally I just get to do whatever I want. Because they came and there to see you. They're exactly. excited it's, about it's you a, being there. It's a bit there. different, right? Yeah. You're going in front of people that don't necessarily want to like you. No, they don't want to see me at all. <laughs> and, and you're making jokes, trying yeah. to elicit mm-hmm. a response out of them. Yeah. What is that like? I mean, it's, it's a little nerve wracking at first, especially like the L.A. open mic scene is. It's not the friendliest place in the world. It's in my mind, I feel like open mics should be a little more welcoming because everybody there is there to go up and do their five minutes and like tell their jokes. Wouldn't you want everybody else to be warm and recepting to you so that you get laughs mm. as opposed to everybody there being like kind of negative and being like, if somebody else does good, that me that for some reason that affects me doing good yeah. when it's really the opposite. There's a reason like when you go to a stand up show or something or you go to a, anything, there's warm up, you know, so everybody's like happy and excited and more likely to laugh. So shouldn't everybody be building each other up? So yeah. that everybody laughs and has a good time. But do you feel like you, you when it is that harsh, that you kind of get a better idea of what works and what doesn't? Or is it so negatively skewed that it kind of just It's like it, it. It's almost, sometimes some rooms can be that way, where it's so negatively skewed that even people that are killing, like you'll own, you won't, you can tell when people are stifling laughter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So more often than not, is there more comedians in the room? Yes, than- 100%. For an op- nobody's like, we should see a comedy show tonight. I'll go to an open mic to see people practice. Yeah. Yeah. Because hmm. that's not fun. Okay. So have you ever done, have you only done open mics or have you done something that's more of an actual show? I've done a couple like actual shows I've been booked on. Um, the most recent one I did a show called Personally Speaking, uh, which you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, episode 14, Breaking the Rules. So what is Personally Speaking? Because I, I listened to this episode uh-huh. and I enjoyed it a lot. But what is that show? Because it's pretty interesting. That's more of a storytelling show. So it's basically a variety of comedians and people from the industry or even people outside of the industry telling the industry being, being the in- LA. L- yeah. The, Not video the, games. The, oh, that, I forgot where I was for a minute. The entertainment industry yeah. in general, basically. Um and so there is more a comedian aspect of it, but it's, it's straight up storytelling as opposed to stand up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you told a very depressing story. I, I mean, it, yeah. Which is kind of par for the course when it comes to you. It's kind of the brand. So your, your whole brand, like in the same way that my girlfriend Gia's brand mm-hmm. is red wine. <laughs> And pretty much exclusively to the point that anytime anyone sees the word wine or like sees a wine bottle, they'll just like tweet it out immediately. Like your whole brand is I'm alone in my car crying. Like that is the punchline of, of most, of most tweets and jokes. Yeah. Yeah. But there's something about it that's endearing. Yeah. Like I I feel like you've crafted that style of humor in a, in a unique way that never feels samey. Even though it is the same, yeah, you know, but it's like it's you apply it to so, so many different um, type of situations that like I, I always get a kick out of it. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Like sad girl isn't like the most original thing, but it works when it does. Yeah. 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 
So what, what's your plan then? In general, mm -hmm. uh, still kind of testing out the stand-up thing, seeing if I like really do fall in love with it. Right now I'm enjoying it a lot and I feel like I'm learning and building on that skill and seeing kind of where that goes and then focusing on writing and my little podcast and okay. keeping me busy. Cool. Doing the things, doing so, the stuff. I got I got a question for you about my favorite subject in the world. Shoot. Which is me. Yeah. So when we first met, I was still at IGN, mm -hmm. right? And you were one of the first people I would say, actually, you were probably the first person that I met at a time where I knew my time at IGN was running out. Yeah. And kind of funny was the, the inception of it was happening, right? I when I met you, I don't even know if the Game of Arcade show existed or not at that time. I don't. But remember. it might have been just ramping up for it. Like if I have my timeline right, we were doing conversation with Colin and all that because um, we met at Comic Con mm -hmm. and we started, which is in July. We started doing Game of Arcade show in November, so that okay. that's probably it. It was like right. It was like right in between there. That that was like the main chunk of time. So it was gearing up, gearing up towards that. Mm -hmm. And so you heard a lot of my kind of dealing with all of that. It was, it, you were a little sad. It was, it was interesting, like dealing yeah. with the, the IGN side of things yeah. and like, you know, me trying to do all this different stuff and them mm -hmm. holding me back from doing that in certain ways. And again, shout out to IGN. I love them. But <laughs> it was stifling and, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't able to just. I wasn't the right fit. Hang out with my friends and drink yeah. beers and talk about Disneyland, you know? Yeah. Which is obviously the goal for anybody. Not bad at um, all. But then, yeah, then you yeah. kind of saw me start to do this it start to take off in a weird way and mm -hmm. start to become a thing and then i invited you to come up to kind of funny live one yes and you were like yeah fuck yeah i'll do it And at that point like i didn't even know what that was gonna be no i had no idea i was just like sure that sounds i'm like it'll be it'll be interesting it'll yeah, be like, fun when i invited you it was months before we even planned the show yeah. i just knew we were doing it mm -hmm. and then you came and saw it what was that experience like because it went from there was a, a, a period of time where me and you weren't talking all yeah. that often yeah um just because we were busy and doing other stuff yeah and then I invite you to the show. You show up. I I didn't I didn't really get a grasp of it because I'm not as involved in that corner of the internet. Um, I have there's like little little glimpses it's I a get. Really weird corner. <laughs> I I can tell. Um, so I and I kind of knew that this was taking off, and this was I was like super proud. I was like, oh my god, like doing what mom. you want to do. And then you invited me to come up, and I was like, sure, I want to see what this is all about. And I I had no idea what to expect. There, I was genuinely surprised, like not, I don't, not in a negative way, Go for it. but genuinely surprised. We got there like maybe like a half hour before and there was a line down the block and I was genuinely like, am I, am I in the right place? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. we were shocked too. I'll I was never forget that. Genuinely surprised. So what was cool about that, you yeah. were there for what is probably the most important moment for Kind of Funny where mm -hmm. we realized like, oh shit. Like this is a real. You can thing. only tell so much with like internet interaction. And we've like, we've we've had PAX panels yeah. and like Comic Con panels and just random things like but that. But there's there's so another we, reason for people to be there. Exactly, and then it's like exactly. you're also there too. If even if they have a like just like a little bit of an interest, be like, oh, I should go see those guys. Yeah. This is different. They're coming just for you. Exactly. Yeah. And when we walked in, there was a whole stage that was our stage, it's and like our up. logo was everywhere. Like, it was a weird a weird experience. And yeah. like I'll never forget Greg Miller at the end of the show was like, hey to the 400 people in this room, yeah. it's never gonna be like this again. Like, mm -hmm. this is always, this is the beginning of uh, this blowing yeah. up. Yeah. And then last year we did Kind of Funny Live too, which yeah. you couldn't make it to. I couldn't, I was out of town. Some marriage or something. Yeah, shit, I was I in Seattle know. for a wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of Funny Live 3, June 3rd. Gotta oh, make, dude, you, gotta, go. you gotta make it happen. Yeah. But you've seen videos of Kind of Funny Live 2. Uh, the the next time we hung out after Kind of Funny Live 2, you literally pulled out my your phone and you're like, you have to see this. And just like it. he's like, You're not gonna you're not gonna believe me. Yeah. And then I, I was like, sure. And it was just straight up video like three different videos of you crowd surfing onto the stage. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> you gotta get gotta get all the angles. You need all the angles. Yeah, so you yeah. So can understand the scope. But I, I just love it because like I said, you are probably the only person that I met outside of that group yeah. that was there at that time. That yeah. saw me go through that transition. So I'm like extra proud to show you all this stuff because oh it's always like, Hey look, no, no, I did it. I actually did it. It's no, even just coming here today, I'm just like I mean, isn't so this bad. weird this is being so here? You didn't weird. even see the old studio. No. And when I say studio, I mean corner of a spare bedroom in a small apartment. Hey, it did the job. Yeah, it totally did. This is legit. This is cool. <laughs> so, so moving on uh, from me, mm -hmm. what movies have you seen recently? 
Uh, oh my God. I have to talk to you about this because mm-hmm. I saw Power Rangers this weekend. Hell <laughs> yes, you did. I did. All right. Yeah. Shoot. I really liked it. Yes, you did. <laughs> Power really Rangers in theaters now. I am. So, What's I your relation so, to the franchise? It. I mean, like I was Kimberly for Halloween two years in a row. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It, it hits deep. So I love Power Rangers. I watched it for way too long. That's not surprising. All the way through in space. Which is oh, shit. season seven, technically, because okay. Mighty Morphin was three, three yeah, well, seasons. That was the first three years, yeah. And it goes that, and then Zeo, Turbo Space. I did all of that. Wait. I don't know if impressed is the right word. I guess six. I've only, I only, it was only six. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> um, seven would be just out there. But watching this movie, I went in, I knew what I was getting, because like yeah. watching the trailers, I was like. The trailer oh. gives it. It's fine. And I'm not one of those, oh, you ruined my childhood, guys. Like, yeah. I can understand that, like, you my childhood's what it. it is, and yeah. this is what we're getting, and whatever. But I watched, I'm like, oh, shit. This is pretty, it, it's good. Yeah. Not amazing, not great, not even really good. Just, no, it's good. it's good. It does the job, and it's, it's more importantly to me, I'm like, it wasn't bad. That was all I wanted, was I wanted it to be not bad. All I wanted was for them to have the theme song, oh. and they did it. And I literally, I like, I jumped out of my seat. I, I, I like genuinely gasped shit. in a half-empty movie theater. Yeah. Oh, really? I was yeah. just full, and it was oh, I saw it, I saw like, it opening night. So. Oh, I saw it like, uh, like middle of the day Saturday. I'm, I'm so happy that it's doing well yeah. financially. Because they they, I'm got, like, oh shit, they like can make six sequels. sequels. They're going to make like They have six sequels. I know, well, like Five planned. sequels planned. Planned. That ain't gonna happen. Oh no! But Hell at least no. We'll get one more, maybe two. two. They'll get no. You'll get. You think we'll get the trilogy? I think we'll get three because I think the second one will do well enough, but I don't think it'll be as good. And then the third one will be garbage I don't because think that's so. how I think. It, I think we'll get three. My my thing is, if Ninja Turtles isn't even getting a third, I don't think we'll get a third Power Rangers. Yeah, but Ninja Turtles didn't have. This is at least getting somewhat good reviews. Not it's not all garbage. Mm, well, mm. Ninja Turtles was straight out of the gate. Everybody hated it. I guess that's true. Yeah. So this one, like, at least people are like, huh. Yeah. It, it was okay. Surprising people. Yeah. I mean, all I really wanted was Breakfast Club Power Rangers, and that's what I was given. I mean, I didn't know I wanted that. And yeah. then I got it, and I'm like, oh, shit. It was great. Yeah. And I then, mean, my and favorite, what's ironic to me is that the third part of the movie, like the third, yeah. um, the, the, the whole final battle was like my least favorite part. Like the part that they got from when they get their suits on, yeah. that's when I'm like, this is not a good Power Rangers movie. <laughs> but like the first two thirds, I was like, huh. Yeah, it works. And they cut out they cut out the one thing that I was genuinely upset about in the trailer, which is when Kimberly and Jason kiss. Because fuck that no, shit. No. That is not. I I'm was, so happy you caught that. I walked out of the movie theater and I was just like, oh, they cut that thing from the trailer where they oh, kissed. Yeah. I'm like, did they? I'm like, yeah, no, trust no. me. I was when I saw waiting the trailer, for it. I was fucking livid. I was so, I was genuinely upset because I also didn't want them to reduce Kimberly's storyline to being Jason's love interest. Exactly, and yep. they did it by no. cutting that scene, oh, but still having the everything. rest of the scene. Changed they everything. made it about her, yep. not about oh now the guy got gets the girl. And no, it's, good to go. it's not like her being vulnerable so that he has a moment. It's literally her like coming to realizations with like what she's done so that they can all morph. Yes, and then they morphed, <sighs> and it was fucking. He walked up and he said. It's morphin' time. And then they <laughs> fucking morphed. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. But th- what didn't happen was the, like, roll call. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have found a way to make them scream the dinosaur names. I feel like you could have done that, you know? There's but again, probably, it, it. I mean, it was probably shot. I, my problem is I don't think it was. And, like, I, I'll give it to them, though, for including at least part of the theme song. Yeah. Because no other franchise has done that. Oh, I genuinely didn't expect it. And and that's it's upsetting to me because when you look at these classic 80s and 90s um, properties, when the when they made movies in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> you, they went all in. The mm-hmm. 95 Power Ranger movie. Oh, my God. Like, uh, that had the theme song. Mm-hmm. Like, a rock version. The 1984 Transformers movie had the theme song. Like, yeah. Why nowadays do they not do that? Even if it's like an orchestral updated version of it. Like Ninja Turtles didn't. Transformers didn't. I mean, they they did it with Ghostbusters. (laughs) I guess you're right. (laughs) They did it with Ghostbusters. They did it with Ghostbusters. Yeah, that would... I mean, I liked it. I guess you're right. But the the thing is, there's a difference with Ghostbusters, though, where Mm -hmm. I think... The, the Ghostbusters theme, song. Yeah, has a life of its own. It's, it, it's, it a, it's, a, it's, it's almost its a separate property from Ghostbusters the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the that. Ghostbusters song is that property, and yeah. then there's the rest of it. Yeah. Whereas like these things have so many different iterations. True. But but yeah, but it's like I could never imagine an X-Men movie that didn't use the X-Men theme song, and then they made 13 of them. 
You know? Yeah. Like, why did no one go, you know what? We should get an orchestra together and let's just fucking do it. Yep. One day. Maybe I, one day. No, I'm sure not. Yeah. Were the X-Men? Point, no. They're, that's well, not going to I mean, they're going to have to reboot X-Men at some point. Oh, the, yeah, true. I mean, it's Again, around the corner. Kind of. Yeah. They God, tried. God. They tried. I believed in them so much, too. Like but Logan was good. Oh, Logan's, Logan's Lo- that's, great. But like it, but it took so long to get there. Yeah, it's, it really did. The does the payoff isn't worth it when it's like twelve movies that are just like almost. I mean, some are some are good. So X two is good. Here's let's go through. All right, right. X Men, decent. For its time, good, mm-hmm. but now yeah. forgettable and cokey, right? Yeah, like, whatever. X two, yes. Yeah. I'm all it gets it right. about X2. X-Men 3 Last Stand. It's one of, like, I, I mean, I used to think it was the worst X-Men title. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not anymore, I don't think. I think that. And then X-Men Origins, Wolverine. That's all. Go I also genuinely forget that movie exists. Oh, but I've it kind does. of blocked it out it of does. my memory. Then, and I might be getting some order wrong, but First Class, which was like, yeah. oh. You First can, class was good. You can do something with this. This is good. Mm-hmm. Days of Future Past. No? I didn't like it. Oh my God, I loved it. I didn't like it. It oh. was fine, but I didn't like I just, it was, it was okay. My thing is, I feel like I gave it bonus points mm-hmm. because it did so much that I like, right? Like, it nailed the, here's hella heroes with hella That's different true. powers. This feels like a comic book movie. Like, it felt like reading... Um, Joss Whedon's run on okay the in on the comic yeah I right? see that, but it also still tried being serious in a way yeah that, like, it's took it out but I also appreciate that it solved the timeline problem yeah the that that's the best part of it is it just kind of like just giving that reveal and it just makes me feel a little bit better yeah and but then it was a uh, Wolverine. Wolverine the was Wolverine. good. The, yeah, whatever. Which was, it was like, okay, it was fine. It was better than Origins. Way better. That was all, that was my requirement for that movie. Yeah. Better than Origins. And then, then after that, there was. Apocalypse. Uh, and there was Apocalypse. Worst X-Men movie. You think? I mean, it's like, I mean, it's. I think that's going I a go little ba- far. I go back and forth. I don't know. It was one of those ones. I was so, I, I went into it with a negative vibe. So that's probably like a little bit on me. And then, but I went into it with a negative vibe and then it disappointed me mm. from there. And so I was just like, I'm done. I think the, I still haven't even finished it. I, I'm I'm halfway through and I, I've been I watching watched, it in chunks. But I like, watched it like a year later. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, but yeah, I also heard so much bad things about it, but <laughs> I think that it's the opposite of days of future past to me where I give that one bonus points for getting things right. I give days or um, apocalypse. apocalypse like minus bonus points Ugh. because it's like, well, you fucked everything up. Like, hey, no, they fixed things. Why are you ruining Doing it that again? So that's all bad. And then Deadpool. Okay. Deadpool is a great Deadpool movie. I just hate Deadpool. Why? Because I'm I'm not a white man. Oh my god. <laughs> Deadpool's so boring. I mean, oh, it's so I love Okay. Him. Deadpool, the I really liked the Deadpool short before Logan. Because okay. Deadpool to me is perfect in like if it was a short like twelve minute like mm-hmm. Deadpool movie, just like a twelve minute Deadpool short, I'm all about that. Once I get like a half hour into a Deadpool movie, I'm just kind of like I get it. Oh man, I, I get I get so tired of the gimmicks so fast because there's an, it's ugh, it doesn't do anything for me. It's funny, the jokes are funny, and it, again, it was a great Deadpool movie. It's just I hate. Deadpool the character. That, that's fair. I feel like I'm kind of on the other end of that. Yeah. Where I love Deadpool as a character mm-hmm. and I love that what it kind of allows you to do, but it forces people to think outside the box to do something good or else it is kind of samey yeah. and just like cookie cutter. Like I'm making jokes and being, being wacky, you yep. know, but I feel like the movie did a good job of not falling into that too much because I agree that like a short could be the best thing for the character yeah. but like, I think the movie did a good job of fleshing it out and making it interesting enough because they never went too far into no. the fourth wall breaking yeah it was just enough that it was like all right cool you're not beating me over the head with this exactly it's a, again it's a it's a great Deadpool movie I just can't I, I personally can't deal with the character that long Man. I just can't do it I can't I get so bored of it and so I guess yeah after Deadpool no, it was Deadpool and then Apocalypse. We were oh, we're wrong. That. that was disappointing. Yeah, wow. And then Logan. Was, uh, Logan Logan's which great. Was, the best one. That's fine. Good. Yeah, that's exciting. And we got Star Wars coming up. Oh my god! I 
You're gonna Star be Wars, in the room. I'm gonna be in the room with the trailer, trailer, and that's that gives me so many feelings. I have my BB-8 necklace on. But. How do, how have we went an hour <laughs> without you mentioning BB-8? Because I have some self control. It's not the only thing I talk about. It's BB-8's the only thing like I think your about. Life in a nutshell. BB-8 is just like I've never related to a character like I do that little rolly droid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, you've you've cosplayed as it. I've cosplayed you've, BB-8. I have you've bought all the merchandise. I have. 12 BB-8s now, mm-hmm. I think, in my home. That in the same about way right. when people see wine and think Gia, when I see, see BB-8s, <laughs> I, think, I think you. My brand is coffee, beer, sad, BB-8. Yeah, yeah. no. I mean, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Down to four words. Yeah. Uh, no, there. I'm the the biggest thing. I'm like, I'm going to go to Celebration. I'm going to meet the real BB-8. Oh, my. That That is a chance. That might that happen. That could happen. One, um, a friend of a friend knows Oscar Isaac, and they told me that at one point, and the, genuinely, my first thought was just like, he he worked with the real BB-8. He worked with the real BB-8. <laughs> Which is like, that's not, that's not, I understand it is a person controlling a mechanical object, but like, that's the real BB-8. Yeah. yeah. No. They're like, they're coworkers. <sighs> well, Mal, I think that's a, a great way to end the show. Just Thank ties you. It up. Thank you for joining us. Of Where course. can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, at Maliv, everything else, uh, Mal S. Smith, I know, I know. Or, and then you could always follow my podcast, Rate and review us on iTunes. Just subscribe. Do all the fun do, stuff. Do it's anything, a few please. beers in, and at least for my a podcast, a few beers in. At least for my podcast, we have every handle a few beers in. That's good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, so okay. that's on everything. Well, this is fun. This has been years in the making. Yeah, literally, uh, so. like genuinely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't wait to go to Disneyland with you again at some one point day, one day, in the future. I mean, we're there. I mean, if you, it's like we're there right now. Well, that's the, we're I, here right yeah. now. If you, I like you even say, if you close your eyes. But, <laughs> I know. I stopped. It, I stopped. I'm like, need that's to keep your eyes open. That's, that's the, the only, only way thing. That we're at that's but, the only yeah. thing. I stopped myself. I realized the issue. Until next time.